go to chipotle first because you didn't respond My so bad. i figured i'd give you more time so i, I went, was literally sitting here on the couch doing uh, nothing i thought you were at work so no i was I sitting on the couch doing nothing it was okay then i went to the fine wine and good spirits in exton in the main street at exton mm-hmm. i parked on that like weird main street yep and then figured that there was like a back entrance just like there is to buddies yep but there wasn't, so I had to walk around the whole fucking building to go to the front. Mm-hmm. And then I was like staring at my phone, looking through the sparkling champagne section, and I couldn't find anything. And then some fucking dweeb was like, "Can I? Are you can, looking for do something? You, do specific? you help? Do you need uh, some fine wine? Do are you, you looking for something spirits? specific?" And I was like, "Actually, yeah, yeah, like, like normally, literally something. Yes, normally I'm not, but I did have." something in mind and yeah. I was like do you have Ferrari Brute <laughs> and he was like the champagne and I was like yeah and he's like I don't know I know we used to carry it and then now it's like mostly online let me check so he checked mm-hmm. they didn't have it mm-hmm. and they said you can order it online and then he like I was already actively looking at other places to find it. And he like looked at my phone and he's like, well, you could get it online here. And I was like, listen, I need this today. I didn't say that out loud to him, but I was like, I need this like yesterday. Like (laughs) I'm not ordering it online. Like this is the last, (laughs) this is the last moment decision that was being made. And then he's like, I, I don't understand. Is your roommate like ridiculous? <laughs> I think that there's a lack of like they don't know. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. A- anyway, I found the actual product on in Pennsylvania. Fine wine and good spirits is like the liquor store. Mm-hmm. And there's a million of them. Mm-hmm. So I found on their website the actual product, mm-hmm. which you'll end up seeing. But I found the product and I was like, we'll listen, they have it. Mm-hmm. I can see that there's one place in the entire 40 mile radius that says it has limited stock, mm-hmm. but has it in store. So I went, it was only 10 minutes away because we're kind of in like a little Mecca. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of stuff. Yep. yep. Went down the next like city little town area and i went there and i was looking through i don't know what i'm looking for when i'm looking for wine and i'm champagne. so sorry you should let me do it dude i'm so I, sorry you're way more of a wine person than yeah. i am yeah. but that whole wall is just like it's just paper on glass yeah. and i i can't i see it says like italy and i'm like oh it's probably there <laughs> <laughs> i've <laughs> What I'm looking for is Italian, so it's probably there. <laughs> so I look there, and it's just a wall of nothing. Uh-huh. And then finally some... I was looking for employees, and no one had... You know, no one was around. And then finally someone asked me at the next one, hey, you looking for something specific? And I was like, yes. This is an F1 gift set Ferrari Brute Champagne. It says you have it online. <laughs> and he's like, let me check in the back. And then he checked in the back and then he found the manager. Uh-huh. And then it just so happened to be that exactly where I was standing, it was directly to my right on the shelf. And uh-huh. I had no idea. Uh-huh. And the manager was like, oh yeah, it's right there. And I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. We got it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I got it. But. But. There's no butt. I there there it was available when I got it. Nice, but the reason that I got it. What are we here for? We are here because for the first time in thirty years, 
Oh, that that really fucking sucked, man. That that you can redo it. Yeah, see that. Yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, now it's your turn. Let's go. Okay. That that made a big, a much bigger mess than I thought, but I don't know, man. <laughs> oh my! Oh, oh. I, that was so much more than. <gasps> okay, so that this this is a mess. I have a lot to vacuum. Oh shit! Oh my! Okay. So we are back. We are in episode six now, Basement Breaks. Welcome back uh, to Basement Breaks. I'm Steven. We have Foster here, and we have a very special episode because something very special happened, and I need to find my glasses really quick here because now we made a mess, and it's all over the fucking place. Uh, so, Foster, how was Coda for you? Coda was awesome. As you can see, I'm wearing my Mercedes... Not Mercedes. Oh my. McLaren drip. Hopefully not Mercedes after that last weekend. I think it was yeah. a great weekend for both of us, but oh, at the yeah. same time. Partially because of Mercedes. I just want to talk about Williams. First off, right off the bat, Logan Sargent, the American, by the way, hometown hero. Kaka, kaka. Has his first Formula One points. Finally. In Coda, in his home Grand Prix, I don't want to call Miami his home Grand Prix. Coda is his home Grand Prix. He is from Florida. Okay, but okay, but <clears throat> at the same time, nevertheless, nevertheless, Coda, the United States Grand Prix, is his first win. I am in the full garb. Finally, I have my USA shorts, well, first my points. Williams T-shirt, my what would you call this? A bandana. Yeah, a bandana. I have yeah. a USA bandana like across my neck. And a cowboy hat just because it's Coda. You know, I'm not a cowboy, but I try my best. Yeah, this is a cel celebratory moment because this is the first time in 30 years. 30 years. That an American F1 driver has scored any amount of points. You know what I was 30 years ago? Minus four. I was minus three. That's a long <laughs> time ago. We didn't exist. And not a thought. Ironically, not ironically, but good timing. The same person that got that was an American that got points in F1 30 years ago is now responsible for the team that's going to be the 11th Marco. team. Marco Andretti. Yep. So it's and Mario's Mario's head of of that team, but Marco does a lot of work there too. So it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, GM's coming down the weed works. Everyone's kind of talking about it right now. Are they going to buy in? Are they not? As an American, it's a little exciting. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, it's it's interesting. I don't think Cadillac would be the car brand that we thought it would be, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I I know that Mercedes rebranded when Lewis Hamilton started winning championships. You know, and Nico Rosberg, you know, he won one too. Yeah, but you know, Mercedes was not like the flagship fast car of Europeans at the time, mm -hmm. but they rebranded quite well, and, and and we'll see if Cadillac can do the same thing. I'm I'm kind of excited for that because. You know, I you know, I playing video games, you see a Cadillac every so often, a CTSV or something like that. It's like, oh, that's fast. Yeah. But it's a grandpa's car. Yes. I'm I got to drive a couple of them mm -hmm. when I used to work at the auto auction. Yep. And they were very fun. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I ever saw a CTSV wagon in mm -hmm. person, mm -hmm. which is like a limited version of the CTSV. It's a whole car thing. Yeah. But that was pretty sweet. Yeah. But also, I think our first experience seeing Cadillac as a part of motorsport mm -hmm. was when we saw Le Mans for the first this time year, this year. This year, yeah. Which was also crazy because it was the 100th year yep. Le Mans. Yep. And, and guess who just came knocking the USA? Yeah. Number, number. I guess, I mean, podium. Podium at the very least. But, you know, USA yeah. yep. up there for Cadillac. And, and it's exciting at the same time because, you know... I. I, I, I really don't think that the United States has had a great motorsport car brand for a number of years. You know, we have like the Camaro, the the, the Challenger, the Mustang, right? And, and they're great performance cars for America. Mm -hmm. But when you compare it to like a, a, a BMW, when you compare it to a Mercedes, a Porsche, um, you know, anything of that caliber, it's not going to come anywhere remotely close just based off of, you know, handling, driving, anything of that nature. Well, everything... I think so much motorsport is outside of, you know, NASCAR and like Indy, which I think even like came after sort of the fact of 
a lot of historic motorsport, mm-hmm. but I think it's all really more based in Europe. Yeah, than it is in America. I and agree it's with really that. Yeah, been evolving in the United States, but really was born in Europe and other countries. Mm-hmm. So I think it's sort of following in the footsteps. Yeah, sort of catching up. Yeah, but you know, having an F one driver that has points slash point. Tip my hat to that one. Yes, and. We talked about before. I don't know if it'll be in the actual episode or if you'll catch it in our shorter form content. But I have a bit of a gift for uh, Stephen here. Oh my god! To celebrate oh Logan Sargent. Oh my god! What points. is this gift? I will pr- present it. You'll have to watch the YouTube video. Yeah, check it on YouTube. Check it on shorts. Yeah. I'll Not, post something. Probably this won't be as we'll explain what's going on, but. Um, this is a little present I got for you to celebrate your your oh driver. Oh my god, what is this? The points. We got Ferrari Brute. We've official got, sparkling wine of Formula One. If you've ever watched an F1 race live, you'll see that anytime that there is a podium, the drivers get huge bottles of champagne. I need to that, save this box, don't I? Oh, we're saving the box and we're saving the bottle. Okay, the so I'm not gonna, gonna like usually, I would like if I if I get a present, I'm gonna rip it in half. You know, I'm oh, not gonna no. rip this one in half. Oh no, that's a that's a box. I'll be a nice saver. guy. Yeah. That's a box saver. I also did used to bartend, so I know how to open these. Kind of. That's good because I don't. Just give me a couple moments. Yeah, we'll need some uh, fill here for. Uh, oh Jesus! While we're opening I found this, it. but essentially what I found, which I was able to get in the United States, is a specific. Uh, F1 branded. Can I open it? Gift pack. Oh, open it now. Okay. Yeah. I've got glasses for us. We're going to. Like glasses, like safety glasses after I open this or set, like. Well, <laughs> not safety glasses. Because I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to create a mess here. Just please don't. I won't. Hurt me. I'll try my best. But at the same time, it's highly pressurized, Foster. Yes. Hold up. Give me one second here. I think I got it. So, if it does make a mess, it's not a big deal. If it does make a mess, we're going to cut it right here, right now. Well, but I'm, no. We'll, my American shorts happen to also be pool shorts. And that's what I planned for. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, I didn't. But <laughs> no, you didn't. That's a good pro. <laughs> and also, the futon has a cover on it, so I can always take that off nice, and wash nice. it. Nice, Okay. Are you ready but, for this? I'm going to sure. gamble here. You ready? This is, this, is, this is the same Ferrari champagne that the drivers open. Okay. On when they win a podium, opening the bottle. Oh, that had a nice ring to it. That was it. fucking nice. It had a nice echo in that our basement. That was nice. Give me your glass. Cheers to cheers. The first American in thirty years getting points on the podium. Thirty years, man. What has happened in thirty years? Okay, oh, uh, apparently now, a lot of bubbles. Now that you've opened it, I'll tell you that when I came home. I may or may not have dropped the bottle out of my car. Wait, so you were setting me up? I you were setting me up a little bit. What I the want, fuck, dude? I wanted to wait until it opened. I did drop it when I got out of my car, and I was oh. sort of expecting it to explode, but I didn't want to. Yeah, you know, I was a bartender server for eight years. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I know what I'm doing. A thing or two. You're a professional, slightly, and that's that's why I trusted you. So we're gonna put this in the frame. This will probably one exist here, on sorry. our set permanently, which we also now have a massive mess to clean up. Way more than I thought. Yeah, that was a lot of. You know, I went to Party City. Wait, we have to cheers. Oh, you're right. Yeah, hold up. Can we get this on the mic by chance? Do you think? Well, I mean, we'll edit it. If we can. Not. How about we do one of our mics to like pull in? We'll do your mic. All right, come on. But it has to go on this side of my mic. Oh my God, Jesus! I'll move Christ. my mic and then you'll clink it on my side. Okay. Cheers, my friend. Cheers to USA, baby. USA, USA. Let's Amer- go. American motorsport. I forgot I was a beer drinker. That's it's not bad. Ferrari, I love your your champagne. Please don't hate me. I'm a beer drinker. If you make a beer, I would enjoy it so much more. But at the same time, a a 
a beer is not high class like F1 is. You're right. You're right. You're right. But Logan Sargent, P10, Alex Albon, P9. Not initially. You're right. That's a big thing that we should start out with. Okay. Okay. Let's start from the top. So, so we had Max. For us. Okay. The race was on at 3 p.m. It was. In the United States. It was. We watched the race. Not at 3 p.m. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flame you a little bit here. I, what time I, was it? It was like 4:30 when we started watching. Oh, okay. In Foster came home late. I was late, and I was really not unhappy, but I was like, "Dude, are you serious, man? If I get texts again, I like once three o'clock happened, I put my phone on do not disturb. I didn't get any text. Don't get me wrong, like no one texted me, but I was like, dude, like really? If you get spoiled, that's on you. No, but at the same time, right, okay, we knew the time that it was coming. Okay. Next weekend, we'll watch it live. Yeah, because I'll be here. Yes. Well, you were here live. Okay, anyway. Anyway. So, Austin happened. It was great. Yes. Um. So, the sprint race, you know, actually, it was it was quite a long weekend, I would say, overall. um, I did suffer, mostly because free practice qualifying on Friday. I felt like I was already kind of torched out on Saturday. And then Saturday, I had to watch the sprint early. Or no, no, um... Shoot the out. shootout early. Yeah. Yeah. And I was tired as hell um, mm-hmm. after that. And then you came for the race, mm-hmm. I think, right? Because you didn't watch the shootout with me, if I remember right. Or did you? So we... No, we did watch the shootout, but we watched the sprint with our friends. Yes. Yes. You're thinking of the next day. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're I, right. And this is, a, a, this is a tangent on what you just got off Yeah, of. my apologies. I get so confused when it's a sprint weekend it's a lot it's so much dude what happened in which race yeah this one was mostly live but trying to discern between the two is just kind of it's a little difficult i I really think it is too much for a weekend at this point but yeah i mean that's a whole other topic but Mm -hmm. we did watch the sprint shootout together on saturday Mm -hmm. that was pretty entertaining and then we had some of our uh, not yet F1 fans. Not yet indoctrinated, over. but they have their teams, I think. Yeah, they chose One chose Haas, one sort, chose Red Bull. We forced them to pick a team to root for. Yeah. And it's, I think, honestly, the sprint races, and hopefully at some point we'll hear from them mm-hmm. on here as yep. to their, you know, stance and opinion. But yep. I think a sprint race is sort of a good introduction to a non-F1 fan. It's like 30 minutes. Yeah, you don't have a huge time commitment. You're mm-hmm. not sitting there. I have could, a couple beers. Yeah. Yeah. I could see not knowing what's going on and trying to watch a full two-hour race. You're not going to really get pulled in unless yeah. you know all the drivers and what's going on between them, where they qualified, when you're not that far in it yet. I agree. And you just want to enjoy some F1 content. Yep. I think the sprint race is a really good way to have that introduction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's almost intentional mm-hmm. where I know the main purpose is, you know, to hand out more points to the not so top teams. Mm-hmm. But I think is from a fan perspective, having a shorter race definitely pulls in probably, at least their goal is to probably attract fans watching that new fans yeah 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 i agree 100 yeah. percent. you know it, it it was interesting for me because you know i we're trying to get a couple of our friends at the same time independently into formula one uh-huh. and like the first thing we did was get them into the sim um and you know we grew up playing a lot of video games so you know if friends have competition of course they're gonna want to beat each other oh yeah um but at the same time you know watching a race together all of a sudden, everyone needs to pick a team that they like. You know, um, one of my buddies chose Haas just because, you know, him and I work together and we work with Haas machines. Also, I do have to go on a tangent here really quickly because I was very incorrect last podcast. Oh, yeah, I remember this. I said Haas was a Canadian company. I am so sorry, Gene Haas. You are American. I am. Uh, don't hate me, please. I apologize. I thought you were Canadian. I, I just assumed, uh, you know. I think we made up for the American appreciation this yeah, episode yeah, so I think, far. I think so, Gene. I'm sorry, Haas didn't score points. The concept wasn't right. Anyway, um, so yeah, so 
one of our buddies chose Haas. The other guy was like kind of in between McLaren and Red Bull, but ultimately chose just for Max, which is fine, you know. For he's now. A, yeah, it's I'll fine for him. But, you know, next year, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe he's going to be an angry fan. Um, you know, fair weather fans are always fun to watch, um, especially like if, if you're an American sports fan and you watch football all of a sudden, you're going to choose the best team. And for years, that was, you know, the Patriots, for example. And now they're bad. So will Red Bull eventually be that? I mean, I don't know. It's very hard to tell. But, you know, there's some teams on the come up right now that are are, are, are giving them a run for their money in actual raises at this point. And we'll get in that in a little bit here. Um, but what I, w- I do want to talk about is a bit of our sim work um, this past weekend in Coda. I think that was our first weekend together. Now that we have, you know, you went on vacation, came back. Now we're able to do the sim together independently in Coda. And probably a very interesting track to start out on that with because it is very difficult. Yes, I was very rusty. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're fine. As soon as I, as soon as we got F123, and we set up my wheel, mm-hmm. and we set up the sim rig that's kind of jank but still cool. I put a decent amount of time into it, and then went on know, vacation life, immediately. <laughs> life got busy. Went on vacation. It was a three-week gap between me seeing live F1 and also racing on the sim. On the other hand, my life did not get very busy. So I was sitting in the basement, quite literally. Grinding. Grinding the sim, and it was a little apparent on that track, and I felt a little bad because I could tell, you know, Foster plays a lot of video games as much as I do growing up, right? Yeah. And when you go against your friend, you want to be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. But it was very apparent that I had maybe 10 more hours on the sim than you at that point. I came back and I watched you race on Coda, which is... Dude, I was throwing that shit in every fucking turn, man. I was feeling it out. After after racing it, it made sense how I appreciated how difficult it was. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get to appreciate that when I was watching you do a fast lap. I was just like, oh, wow, he's, you know... He's tying all these turns together. Yep. And we still, you know, we still have all the assists on. Yeah. We're not like experienced by any means. But we'll get there. But, yeah, that's you know, you just need time on it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't expecting it to be as hard as it was going to be because you made it look so easy. <laughs> <laughs> that and, first and second section oh, or sector, man, man I, I I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of gleaming on that. I was I was Feeling good. It was really cool, even though I got frustrated that I wasn't able to perform with track times and sim with how I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But because we were able to play Coda, yeah, before before was, the sprint was it? It was before the sprint. It was on Friday night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was yeah. It was essentially before the weekend. And like I talked about previously, hoping it would be so, you do sort of get a deeper understanding of the track. Yeah, and And when they go off on a certain spot, you're like, bro, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. and Coda specifically, we played a couple other ones, but Mm -hmm. focused on Coda because Mm -hmm. that was our goal with trying to get a fast lap. I mean, we both ended up getting within... We both got around 137, but I had a lap that was half a second below 137, and then I fucked it up so bad that I was right around 137 again. I was half a second. I was like 136.5, right? All assists, whatever. If you want to flame me, I don't really care, but I was very happy with that time because I beat myself by half a second. I think that's important whenever you're doing something like that, right? Just beat yourself. You're not going against anyone else. You're just going against yourself, right? Yeah. Um. But I was so unhappy. I think you remember, I came upstairs and I was just like tilted as hell. I was like, <laughs> I'm so fucking mad right now. Like I, I had half a second. I biffed it on like one turn and I lost every single tenth that I made up. And I I was so angry. That's definitely the hardest part about at least comparing it for getting a fast lap mm-hmm. and not necessarily racing in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Once you go racing in multiplayer, our computer isn't 
that fast to be able to run. And we play against the Europeans. They're fucking... Yeah. They're tough. It's not like the best performance yeah. the game is running. But just talking about getting a fast lap, the, the you make one mistake and your lap is gone, mm-hmm. which is another thing that I, other than just getting a deeper understanding of the actual track, the appreciation that you get towards the drivers in general, mm-hmm. that they're able to tie all these things together without all of the assists that we have and facing G-Force and facing traffic. And, like, it's super impressive. What yeah, it's insane. It's a different level. Like, yeah. like you saw how stressed out I was doing one fast lap. Yeah. Imagine having 20 cars around you, or 19 cars around you, for that matter, right? It's, no, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a different beast. But at the same time, we had a great time um, trying to beat ourselves. Um, I think we're going to get a little bit into uh, uh, the sprint race, which was a bit exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my podium prediction made it to the sprint race. Mm-hmm. I think I I think I said Max Lewis Leclerc, or I said Max Leclerc Lewis. I want to say you said Max Leclerc Lewis. We also didn't really uh, mention with our predictions that we were talking about like sprint race. No, no, I mentioned that this was definitely for the actual race. I said I didn't want to say sprint race predictions. Yeah. But my sprint race prediction was correct for my actual race prediction, which is what I'm saying because the actual race went to fucking shit. Yes. But sprint race... You know, uh, you know, I, I would say who got points deserved to get points. I, I, you know, may, maybe we just skip that because I feel like, you know, Alpine got a couple of points. Um, I, I forget if Alonso got points. I don't really care to be honest. But, um, you know, Mercedes got a lot of points. Yeah, Ferrari got a lot of points. Red Bull got a lot of points. McLaren got a lot of points. That's what you think would happen, right? Yeah, it was it was entertaining. It was short. Yeah. You know, you don't have to deal with pit strategy. Yep. Um, it was you know. Cool to see a smaller scale race mm-hmm. and it was entertaining um sort of went as expected mm-hmm. um versus the actual race very different that first turn with leclerc and verstappen actually that might have been the sprint race now i'm thinking about it but someone uh, you know that was a sprint race but verstappen turned on leclerc very hard on turn one first lap of the race yeah that was a little egregious, and I was kind of expecting Leclerc to do the same thing because he had um, pole position in the actual race mm-hmm. versus Verstappen had it in the sprint race. Yeah, I was kind of expecting like a one for one there, but it just seems like Verstappen's very aggressive right off the bat. Whereas you know some drivers want to collect themselves right off the bat, get the clutch under them, get the gears under them, and 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 actually just get speed. Yeah, I, I maybe that's a personality difference, but you know I I. I I'm I'm a little concerned about Leclerc watching him just get kind of dominated by Verstappen in that sprint race turn one. You know, I I, I just kind of remember like okay, uh, it was P one P two Leclerc Verstappen right. Yep. Leclerc starting the outside or maybe the inside. I don't really remember, but but Verstappen just covered him off right away. Right, that did not happen in the actual race. Maybe that's start finish or or or, or just like start pace right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, it might just be like aggression. Um, it is from a first time perspective. I was surprised at how wide this track was compared to the last couple. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of, especially like Singapore and like Monza. Oh, Singapore's thin. Yeah. They, yeah. they, there's not, it's road track. Yeah. There's no room for like going double wide in a lot of the corners. Yep. Whereas if you look at that first, corner in both the sprint and the full race it was like five or six cars wide yep like there there's room for that yeah which i think is why max what you're talking about did happen in the sprint race but Mm -hmm. because max you know qualified p6 i think for the actual race you're right yeah um but he was just sort of being hyper hyper aggressive uh, hyper defensive and aggressive yeah yeah aggressively defensive yeah yeah where he was trying to not allow for 
people to get an early jump on him. But I'm almost surprised that Charles didn't do that because Lando went from fucking, what was it, P4 or P3 to P1? Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah, first turn, coming out of the first turn, Lando went from, I think he qualified P4. Yeah. he Lando qualified P4 for the sprint, sorry, for the full race mm-hmm. on Friday. Yep. And coming out of turn one, he was in first. Yeah. So there was a whole lot on the inside. And that's what I was talking about with how wide it is. There were the first three cars that were fighting all on the inside. And he ended up coming on the outside. And yeah. then he was just ahead. Do we give him like an American name now that he did that? Like I feel like if you do that in front of Texas, you deserve an American name. But like Lando Norris, like how do you make that American? L- Land. Landon Land- Landry Landry that's a very Landry Landry Nut no, no. Norris is like Chuck Norris yeah who's... but you know yeah what's a a good American last name oh jeez uh, I might be reaching here I don't know Nathan's 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 Landry Nathan's Landry Nathan's Oh, jeez. That is a very American-sounding name. Landry Nathans. So we have Landry Nathans, who actually did quite well during the entire race itself. Yes. Um, You know, we were watching this together, and I felt very bad because I knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. You know, Lance... Lance. Not Lance. Landry. 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 Landry Landry did quite well. um, You know, I would say, like, first... 20 30 laps but you know ultimately the difference of strategy seemed to cost him there mm-hmm. um i think i think he went medium hard mediums and i want to say max went medium medium hards um lewis had a shot because i think he was doing the same strategy as max but now that i think about it i feel like he ended on mediums i kind of forget how this worked out i think that lewis's team thought that he could i think this whole thing came about when lewis lewis's race engineer was talking about potentially going for a one stop mm-hmm. and he sort of just rolled with it mm-hmm. but then by the time that that idea lance had that too for a while now that i think about it yeah cuz both was... race engineers were like all right we're we're on hards now let's let's go yeah Let's let's we're going to the end. Yeah, it but was, they had no shot, and at both, you know, I remember Lance pitting right away on hards, and Max pit the exact same lap right after Lance or Lando finished. Yeah, I, I feel been, like I keep you, saying Lance. You've been saying Lance. I it's apologize, Lando. Lando. So Lando, Lando lap, went lap thirty nine. Lando gave up on the single stop. Yep. Strat. Yep. Which, but Max pitted right after. Yes, which essentially saved max mm-hmm. that was really good strategy from red bull yeah reactive what yeah once they bailed on going for a single lap single stop race which was pretty apparent the idea of lando coming out after max would have been pitting for the second time mm-hmm. 24 seconds ahead mm-hmm. with where he was at was really exciting for me mm-hmm. because he started in front. People were pitting. He ended up being in fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. But then with the potential of that being his last stop would have meant that there was potential for everyone else to come out behind him if he stuck it for the rest of the race. Mm-hmm. But I believe it was lap 39 that he bailed on that. And then... A lap or two later, I believe, Max pitted, and that basically declined that twenty-second advantage. Yeah, you know, I feel like that was interesting because I feel like McLaren kind of realized midway through the race they didn't have to worry about Ferrari. They were not doing anything significant that would that would give them issues. But George Russell was making his way up. Sergio was making his way up. Um, you know, you, you, you give yourself enough space, but how can we not sacrifice points here at a certain point? You know, Piastri's out. Yeah. Piastri retired very early on in the race. That's a whole He had some contact with Ocon. Yep. Um, I, I don't really know who was at fault there. I think both could have equally been his fault, 
but at the same time, both were not at fault, really. I mean, that looked like a racing incident to me, right? Happens every single race. But I think I think Lando did damage mitigation by just driving a clean race, keeping his nose clean, and ultimately, who got DQ'd? Lewis Hamilton got DQ'd, so he got a P2. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, I think, did Sainz end up with P3? Do you remember that? So we have it here. Signs ended up P3. Oh, yeah, we he do. He was oh, P4. Yeah. That's why I put it up, because I knew we were going to be Thank you. About. I appreciate that, actually. Uh, yeah, Leclerc was going to be in fourth. Yep. Lewis was going to be in second. Yep. Both DQ'd because, yep. and this was kind of interesting, we were going I, to record the podcast mm-hmm. following the race, yeah. same night. But... And almost, my football team decided to play a football game last night. They did. And that was much more important than the podcast, unfortunately. We did postpone the podcast, which is good because... My football team won. They did win. That's not why it was important. But if you remember about 10 minutes following... 10 minutes following us not starting to record... Yeah. I saw the article that, yeah, that announced was that there was a double DQ, and I got to present the news to you. You that... pretty much made my night. Yes, by the way, like that—that yeah. that literally made my night. Not only because Albon got points, because Logan Sargent got his first fucking points in Formula One, which is Flor- absolutely insane. Floridian Logan Sargent, yes, first American in thirty years. I'm sorry for the Eagles beating Miami. You know, it's a consequence of both issues. Sorry, Logan, but um, Philadelphia is better, but thank you for getting Formula One points. Honestly, I didn't think about the fact that the Eagles were playing Florida following that whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And him being from Florida. I didn't either until like (laughs) two minutes ago, honestly. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, um, getting back into it, Max P1... Lando P2, Sainz P3, Checo P4, which is very reputable for him. I think that he's had, you know, a struggle recently. Um, I think P4 does him well. I really hope that he gets a podium in his home Grand Prix next week. Um, but Checo did what he needed to do to just shut everyone up. You know, r- really, yeah. there's been a lot of noise around Checo recently. Checo get a clean drive. You're right. You're right. Both of them. And you know what? Lance, too, who also got points. Yes. I think three Every, drivers... Everyone that was in the red... Got points. Got points. Yeah, which, which is which honestly is, incredible. Yeah, that's really good for all of them. Going down one more, we got George Russell, P5. Pierre, Pierre Gasly, P6. Um, Lance, P7. Congratulations, Lance. Yuki, P8 with the fastest lap, by the way. Did you see him slap on hards on that very last lap? That was also that call... He's in eighth mm-hmm. as a result, yep. but at the time he just secured tenth place. Yep, yep. And he had twenty twenty three seconds, twenty three seconds on Albon. on Albon. Yep. And pitted, gambled, tossed. But sauce also, on. if you want to go back to it really hard, yep. Danny Rick did the research on that lap yep. because he slapped on softs, and I was very confused. Yeah. But then he did the fastest lap, and I was like, "That's a little weird." But then Yuki slapped on softs, and I was like, okay, that was the research. He's getting the fastest lap, and he's getting two points. But it turns out to be not two, but so he's eighth. So that's two, four, five points, I think, for Yuki. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But I think that's five points for Yuki this weekend, which is huge for Alvatore. I think it's four. One, two, four. One, two, four, but fastest lap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so five points yeah, yeah, total. Yeah, yeah. With, I, I don't know how he did in sprint race. I guess we can see it on the left side, too. And the sprint race, it's only top so, eight that gets. Points. Yeah, so he got nothing in the sprint race, but he got five total points for the entire weekend, yeah. which I would say is a great haul if you're Alpha Torre going against. I don't know who the bottom well, feeders are. I'm a Williams fan, and we're seventh right now, so anyone behind us is useless. So <laughs> I apologize for saying that. Com- <laughs> comparing how the softs played into the strategies for Ferrari and yeah. Alpha Torre, yep. Alpha Torre killed it with softs. I agree. The putting a soft on Signs' car at the beginning was, I mean, you know, oh, no, that was the sprint. 
Oh, the sprint. That was a sprint. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anyone, any, nobody ran sauce the entire regular race other than that was Danny, all, Rick, and Yuki. And it was all mediums except for like two people were on hards. At a lot of people race. took hards at the end of the race because you had to. Oh, I meant at the beginning of the race. At the beginning of the race, you're right. Two people had hards. I want to say it was Hulkenberg and Stroll that had hards. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, but Stroll did well at the end, really. I, I, I yeah. think that strategy paid off. Um, a little awkward for Haas, I would say. Yeah. You know, you you take that whole new idea for your car, and then all of a sudden, you know, Logan Sargent passes Nico Hulkenberg in the last two laps to secure the points, but he didn't know it yet at that point. But, like, Nico Hulkenberg could have gotten points. He didn't know it, but he could have had points. So Logan Sargent overtook him, and I want to say lap 55 of 56, because um, I remember that a little bit distinctly, because I was like... Oh, what the fuck is a kilometer? Yeah. But um, so yeah. he overtook him, and I was hyped. But Hulkenberg could have easily had those that that single point, which for Haas, I'm sorry, is very crucial right now. Um, you know, you, you spent a lot of time at the bottom. So has Williams. You spent a lot of time at the bottom, but you want to overtake the person who's directly in front of you. And I think for Haas, that is Williams right now, and they're just not in reach. They're not even in punching power of the same realm right now which is a little sad because i i think they, they they work very hard you know um but i think williams just has the edge of that one driver that could do a little bit more than the other drivers in that in the in those two teams i think that the most that the new car concept gave to them was a little bit of single lap pace yeah it gave them data with yeah data Sprint shootout yeah. was interesting seeing them like shoot to the top. But how much money do you waste on data? Yeah. It I that's mean, the question. And it didn't it didn't, didn't do anything. pay out for them. No, not at all. So it's I guess another I think you know, Gunther's gonna be scratching his head a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, every time you release upgrades, you're never gonna never gonna always hit the nail on the head. You're right. There's been multiple times, even recently, that mclaren has tried to push an upgrade yep. or adjust their car for a specific track and it just doesn't work yep yep that doesn't take away from their performance as of recent mm-hmm. um but anytime that you have these potential massive changes there's always a huge range as to how well you're going to perform mm-hmm. whether it's going to be you know as small as a little bit of single lap pace which i think that they were able to see mm-hmm but then, you know, seeing their performance from the whole weekend, they obviously didn't have massive benefits from the whole new package. I agree. So, yeah. so it was a great race. You know, we're looking forward to Mexico next weekend. Yes. Um, it's coming very quickly here. I think Interlagos is a weekend after that, too. So we're going to have back to back yeah. to back. Which is a little, it's Triple a little header. stressful for me. Triple header. <laughs> um. But we'll have some friends watching Mexico this week, and I'm very excited about that. Maybe we'll get yeah. some tequila. Yeah, we'll save our... Uh, you have some tequila drinks that you think of? Dollaritas. Dollaritas. That is a... That, okay, that, maybe a bit of an little, internal little, meme. Little, but little, little inside joke. <laughs> a lot of... Applebee's brought back... Uh, We're getting a lot of advertisers dollar, from Applebee's free, recently, free, so yeah. Applebee's, if you're watching... Free, free or ad pushing. anyone's watching... Go to Applebee's for Dollaritas. But at the same time, uh, so we have some friends coming this weekend mm-hmm. for Mexico, which is a very interesting track. I don't, I'm not very good at it on the sim yet. Um, I know, as a first time fan, I know nothing about Mexico. Let's start after we record on Thursday or Wednesday. When do we record Thursday or Wednesday? I forget. We'll Thursday. record Thursday. Before Thursday, we'll. I actually did see you play a little bit of Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Prior to this one. Yeah. It looks like a cool track. Oh, it's incredible if you go there, but if you race it, it's probably difficult as hell. Oh, yeah. Um, But just, like, seeing it a little bit from, like, a first-person perspective when you're racing it on the sim. Yep. It looks fun. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it looks... It feels kind of similar to Coda. (laughs) I I mean, it's not... I'll let you race it, dude. It's not... It's not? The the very end is not fun. Let's put it that way. The very end is very Mm. choppy. But um, we'll work on it together because I feel like you're going to be much better at the patient sections than I will be. And I want to learn from you on that because I just don't, I'm not patient as a driver, right? I will 
Yeah. Excuse me. I'll toss it in a corner and just hope for the best, whereas, like, you'll calculate it and likely do better. But it should be a good weekend, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's always seeing uh, new new to non-F1 fans watch with us. Mm-hmm. I do find it entertaining to sort of explain things as it goes mm-hmm. because I sort of look at them like I looked at myself a year ago. A year ago. Yeah. And telling them what I wish someone told me mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. is interesting. And then when you're able to explain certain things and then they sort of connect the dots and are able to like share that they, you know, enjoyed their experience and are like looking forward to the next events. Oh yeah. I think that that's a cool experience getting to like share, you know, that's what we're doing right now. We're just sharing F1 love. Just loving it. Yeah. Every single weekend. Oh yeah. I want to touch on a little bit real quick. Yeah. Some local news and I say local news because it's not very local news, but there's been a little bit of a, Driver stirrup uh, in terms of females in Formula One, which is quite exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I really think that in history, if you look at Formula One, there has been females that have competed. Mm-hmm. Um, in recent history, there's been none. Yeah. But I think Formula One and the FIA as a whole has been doing an excellent job of trying to include them and trying to groom them to perform yeah. on a high level. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know the basketball player, but I watched a YouTube short recently where it was like, can this person perform on the level that you perform? And he said, possibly, but it doesn't take them playing their sports. It takes them playing with the other group, right? Yeah. So now all of a sudden you have um, Bianca Bustamante, I believe. is Bianca Bustamante. Yeah. Who has been signed. She's Filipina. Um, she's 18. She's just been signed with McLaren, which is very exciting. Um, but half of that is now she's signed with people who are going to possibly be at a higher pedigree than her. But because of that, she can learn, right? Mm -hmm. Which is very exciting for female drivers as a whole, because now it's pitting, you know, iron against iron, right? She has done everything that she has done and performed very well in her caliber, but now she's going to learn from, you know, anyone who has gone through the junior academy teams and, you know, she's going to get, be given that same opportunity, which I think is very exciting and good for the sport as a whole, because you can't really develop talent if you keep them separated. Alienated. Exactly. You know, if you have the guys against the guys and the girls against the girls, eventually they're going to come together and someone's going to perform better. It doesn't matter if it's the guys or the girls, someone is going to perform better. Yeah. But all of a sudden she's being signed with McLaren generally which I think is the correct thing to do. Yeah. Because if you keep them in that F1 Academy seat, yeah, I think that they get kind of... You're, you said that alienated, pil- pigeonholed, alienated. Yeah. They keep in that realm yeah. where they can't excel because there's no... Comp- if they become the best, there's no competition behind them, right? Yeah. But if you put Max in that car, all of a sudden, you know, unfortunately, he's going to outperform. Yeah. Likely, he's going to outperform a lot of them. I think that the... Considering that I believe Bianca is an F4 driver mm-hmm. currently. I think so, yeah. And then we just recently had the um, the uh, We were watching F1 Academy if that's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, F1 Academy. Yeah. Um and she was in that race too. Yeah. And then also um uh Jessica Hawkins being signed as a S Martin, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I watched her YouTube video. That was really cool, actually. Yeah. That was the first, I believe that was sort of the first to get the ball rolling. Yeah. I think that she was the first female in like over five years Mm -hmm. to test an F1 car and she drove in the Hungar ring. Wow. That's a tough track. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really cool that there's, there, you know, and the fact that, Susan Wolf, Toto Wolf's wife. Oh man, she's is in, doing is in charge of the entire F1. She's doing Academy. such good work, man. It's incredible. And it's only going to progress. Yeah. It's not going to like decline. Yep. And I think it's like a really good time to sort of be building that side. I, of I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's an exciting time for Formula One. It's a, I would say yeah. just for racing in general right now. Where yeah, motorsport. 
Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are getting into it. And I think that, you know, obviously you and I got back into it, which is pretty freaking cool. But, yeah. uh, you know, let, let's see. Let's, let's, let's give them a, let's give them a try, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited to keep watching Formula One. I want to get more into other motorsport now that I have a really good understanding of Formula One, like mm-hmm. IndyCar. And you know F1 Academy. I haven't really watched much content. We might on go F1 to the endurance race in Daytona next or uh, January next year. Yeah, yeah. Seeing other drivers explore other motorsport realms, like mm-hmm. Albon exploring the endurance endurance racing, racing side of things, yeah. and you know the whole Triple Crown drivers going for multiple championships within different motorsport. I think it's cool to you know. Once you sort of gain an appreciation for motorsport within one sector, mm-hmm. you still have that appreciation that can carry out into other you know, series and divisions of motorsport. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. just exciting in general. It's a good time to be in the motorsports, that's for sure. Yeah. And it's only going to get it's only gonna more get popular. Bigger. It's only going to get bigger in the United States. Oh, yeah. You got a driver with points. This Logan Sargent, let's go, Logan baby. Sergeant. Logan Sargent, baby. That's exciting. Uh, anyway. It's been a great weekend. Coda was fun. We are looking forward to Mexico. I got to get some tequila from the liquor store. We'll get some good food, good drinks. Oh, yeah. Good friends. Good oh, yeah. racing. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys for a preview uh, for Mexico. Friday morning. Sounds good. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening and watching, and we will see you in the next one. Sounds good. Bye. Goodbye.